and every one of you for joining us on today for our Sunday afternoon moment of worship and praise. It is another day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. If you would, just bow your heads with me for a moment of prayer. Praise God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for bringing us uh, through another week so that we can uh, gather here on the day, gather here today uh, via conference call uh, to worship and lift your name up, give you all glory, honor, and praise for everything that you have done in our lives and continue to do in our lives. Dear God, we ask the Lord just to continue to hold us close in these times uh, that we are experiencing now, that we may be able to see your hand at work continue to share with others everything that you continue to do for us that you are able still able to do for them as well we pray this prayer now in jesus name amen i want to take this time to transition uh and uh offer a moment of a scripture red word by our own first lady dr demetrius harris dr harris thank you good afternoon everyone praise the lord the scripture comes from Luke chapter 5, verses 12 through 16. That's Luke chapter 5, verses 12 through 16. Once when he was in one of the cities, there was a man covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he bowed down, bowed with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. Then Jesus stretched out his hand, touched him, and said, I do choose. Be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he ordered him to tell no one. Go, he said, and show yourself to the priest. And as Moses commanded, make an offering for your cleansing for a testimony to them. But now more than ever, the word about Jesus spread abroad. Many crowds would gather to hear him and to be cured of their diseases. But he would withdraw to deserted places and pray. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, First Lady, for the reading of our scripture on today. We transition now for a moment of worship and praise offered to us uh, by none other than our own Brother Nathaniel Curtis. Brother Nathaniel, are you with us on today? Yes, I am. All right, you're live. All righty.
Yes, sir, Reverend Antonio. Thank you so much. God bless you. No, no problem. Praise God. We thank you. We thank uh, you for uh, being our worship leader. We thank uh, uh, Reverend Demetrius. We thank Brother Nathaniel. We thank you all each week because you have been so faithful and so determined and so committed. And we are indeed very grateful and thankful to all of you. Well, my wife already read the scripture text from Luke 5, 12 through 13. I reiterate to you today the same scripture. Luke 5, beginning with verse 12. Once, when he was in one of the cities, there was a man covered with leprosy. When this man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. Then Jesus stretched out his hand, touched him and said, I do choose, be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and Jesus ordered him to tell no one. This is the messianic secret. Go, he said, and show yourself to the priest. And as Moses commanded, make an offering for your cleansing for a testimony to them. But now more than ever, the word about Jesus spread abroad. Let us pray. Eternal and all-wise God, we thank you now during this time, during this Lenten season, this time of preparation for Easter, this time of suffering, this time of pain, this time of, of pandemic. this time of knowing that Jesus is present in the midst of it all. Bless us now in Christ's name. Amen. Based on this text, I'd like to speak to you today from this sermon titled, Lord, don't cast us away. Lord, don't cast us away. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. My beloved brothers and sisters, there is a tendency in the course of human events to cast people aside. There is a tendency on our part to use people up and then to throw them away. And the reasons for this behavior are complicated. They are as varied as the seasons of the year. They are as many as the pages of a book. We tend to almost naturally separate people based on our own biases, based on our own experiences, based on our own limitations, based on our own prejudices, and even our own weaknesses and our sense of security or insecurity, our sense of superiority or the like thereof. 
We tell ourselves that we are better than others. This is how we speak to ourselves. We think that we are brighter than others. We often think that we are more deserving than others because we have not been victimized by many of the weaknesses of the human mind or the frailty of the human spirit or the pain and agony of the human body. I remind you today that mental illness and depression have been even more devastating during this awful pandemic than it was previously. And we all know in the black community, we've had mental illness often undiagnosed and untreated age after age and time after time. We have a proclivity, we have a tendency to isolate and to separate ourselves from those who are not like we are. Many times, those who are oppressed, those who are mentally ill, those who are even physically ill, or those for one reason or another who have suffered some kind of mental, mental or physical setback. So our plea to God today is not to cast us aside, not to cast us away. A castaway is a type of outcast, is a person who is refused acceptance by the community, by the church, by the family, by the school, by the organization, by the sorority, by the fraternity, by the this or by the that. The text presents us with a man who has leprosy. A man who has leprosy, a man who has COVID-19, leprosy, was a chronic disease. Leprosy was an infectious disease. Leprosy was a disease that affected the skin and the nerves. Leprosy could lead to paralysis and deformity and even death. The leper is in a terrible awful position because I can imagine people whispered about the leper I can imagine people snickered when they saw the leper I suspect people crossed over to the other side of the street people got up and moved to another seat, people moved to another part of the room people were just plain uncomfortable in the presence of lepers And this text, my beloved brothers and sisters, says to us that there was a man covered with leprosy. And when this man saw Jesus, he bowed his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you choose, you may make me clean. And then Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I do choose. You recall just a few days ago that I talked about Jesus and the man in the synagogue where Jesus demanded that the man stretch out his hand. But today, Jesus stretches out his hand toward the man. So just a couple of lessons for us today. And that is that we need to learn how to make humble requests of the master with recognition that Jesus has power to heal regardless 
of our situations. Jesus is a healer of broken bodies. Jesus is a healer of broken hearts. Jesus is a healer of broken minds. Jesus is a healer of broken promises. Jesus is a healer of broken families and of broken communities. And I'm saying to us today, if Jesus can heal a man with leprosy, if Jesus can heal a man with sores covering his entire body, if Jesus can heal a man with skin nodules that were capable of disfiguring him, if Jesus could heal a man with skin deformed by disease, then I submit to you, my beloved brothers and sisters today, that Jesus' healing has no limitations. Yes, I admit to you, Jesus is not a dermatologist. Yes, I admit to you, Jesus is not uh, a specialist just in skin disease. But Jesus is also a heart fixer and a mind regulator. Jesus is a cardiologist and Jesus is a psychiatrist and psychologist all wrapped up in one. His healing ain't limited to the outside appearance of the body. But Dr. Hart, Jesus is also an internist with subspecialties in every area of the anatomy. Jesus is a surgeon with subspecialties in all parts of physiology and all elements of medicine. Jesus is a healer. But wait. All of us play a role in our own healing. We play a role ourselves. Just like we play a role in this coronavirus pandemic, we play a role by practicing social distance. Yes, we play a role by wearing our mask or face coverings. Yes, we play a role by getting the vaccine as soon as it is available. And I'm tired of telling folk that they're waiting for others to bring about herd immunity. No! If you love yourself and if you love others, you do your part in bringing about herd immunity by getting vaccinated yourself. This is not the Tuskegee experiment. We have to have the drive. We have to have the initiative. We have to have the desire to be healed. So my beloved healing is highly correlated. It is highly connected with our own faith. Notice in the text now, the leper approached Jesus. The leper was drawn to Jesus. The leper didn't sit in silence. No, the leper didn't saturate himself in self-pity. No, the leper didn't say he was sorry for himself. No, the leper didn't allow his condition to defeat him. He did not allow his condition to destroy his free will. He didn't go and curl up in a corner. He didn't get so depressed that he couldn't get out of bed. No, he used every fiber in his body and every fiber in his mind to get to Jesus.
And he went to Jesus and he said, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. My beloved, isn't that a bold and powerful petition on the part of the patient? Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. That's an example of faith. That is the embodiment of faith. That is a demonstration of the faith of this man coming to Jesus. Lord, you can free me from internal and external flaws. Lord, you can free me from this contamination. Lord, you can make me clean. Notice that this man didn't go to Jesus' disciples. He didn't go to the deacons. He didn't go to the doctor. He didn't go to the psychiatrist. No. And yet he went to all of them in one in coming to Jesus. Lord, you can make me clean. Lord, you can free me from the offensive and oppressive treatment that I have been enduring. Lord, you can free me from violations and vilification. Lord, you can make me clean. Lord, you can free me from the grip and from the grasp of grease and grime. Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. You can clean me up from crime and drugs and all kinds of other things that make me wallow in the dirt. You can free me from the demons that darken my soul and destroy my dreams every time I close my eyes. Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. Lord, you can cure me of my disease. Lord, you can cure me of my leprosy. Lord, you can cure me of my hopelessness. Lord, you can clear me, cure, cure me of my troubles. Lord, you can cure me of my biological, my psychological, my social disease, my physical disease of the body and my physical disease of the mind. If you choose, you can make me clean. I'm saying to you today, my beloved brothers and sisters, we serve a God who can make us clean. Give me a clean heart and put a clean and right spirit in my mind and in my body. Yes, God is a making clean God. A lot of us have been down and dirty. A lot of us are still uh, wallowing in the mire and in the muck. But I'm telling you today, pick yourself up and come to Jesus and ask him to clean us up. And I am foolish enough to believe that God will do it because he's already done it. In the name of Jesus. When he saw Jesus with his face to the ground, he begged him out of humility out of reverence, out of respect, if you choose, you can make me clean. And Jesus raised his hand and touched him and said, I do choose. Nobody is so dirty that Jesus won't touch them. Nobody is so lost that Jesus won't touch them. Nobody is so diseased that the hand of God will not touch us. And I'm saying when Jesus touches us, he's able to heal us. Just the touch of Jesus makes us whole, makes us well. Lord, please do not cast me away 
Lord, please do not push us aside. Lord, we need you now to make us whole, to make us clean, to saturate our minds and our bodies in the name of Jesus, in his holy name. I make this petition before him and before all of you. Amen. Thank you very much, Dr. Harris, for that preach word on today. We are greatly appreciative for you offering that to us on today, and I am as well foolish enough to believe that if Jesus can do it for the man, that he can do it for me also. And I hope each and every one of you who have gathered on today believe that as well. Uh, we ask that you receive this word preached by Dr. Harris, not only hopefully help you, but also help others as well. Uh, we want to transition now to a uh, moment of health, wellness. We ask Dr. Alton Hart, if he is with us on this morning, uh, to come forth and give us an update on pandemic and vaccination and anything that Dr. Hart, are you with us? Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, Dr. Baptist. Thank you, Dr. Harris, for such a powerful word today. Lord, don't cast us aside. Here's today's health and wellness moment and COVID-19 update. Vaccination efforts continue across the Commonwealth of Virginia. If you are still asking the question, what vaccine should I take? Ultimately, the best vaccine for you will be the one that is available first. Please. Each has been proven, each vaccine has been proven to protect against serious illness, hospitalization, and death from COVID-19. And I'll just remind you that the Virginia Department of Health does not recommend one brand of vaccine over another. Also, I want to remind you that every vaccine, Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson Johnson, every vaccine that has received emergency use authorization is safe and beneficial. However, I want to address the situation that has been noted at vaccination sites. It has been noted that some diabetics are showing up to get their vaccines without eating prior to arrival to the vaccination clinic. For some reason, people are thinking that they should not eat prior to getting their COVID-19 vaccine. And unfortunately, this misinformation is making its way through various communication channels. And as a result of this misinformation, some diabetics are experiencing episodes of hypoglycemia or what we call low blood sugar at the vaccination site. And this is requiring emergency medical services on site. So if you know a diabetic or uh, who has not received their vaccine or they're planning to be vaccinated soon, please make sure to tell them to eat uh, prior to their arrival to the vaccination clinic. If you are one of those persons who is diabetic and you have not received your vaccine and you are coming up soon or in the near future, please make sure that you eat prior to going to get your vaccine. Eating prior to the vaccine is not going to uh, 
negatively impact the effectiveness of the vaccine. So please make sure you eat. And actually, anyone uh, who is going to get their vaccine, please eat prior to, because I know a lot of people are experiencing anxiety, and so this plays a role. So make sure that you eat. As a reminder, Virginia residents can, again, sign up pre-registered to get their COVID-19 vaccine through our statewide vaccination pre-registration system. You can sign up online 24-7 through the website vaccinate.virginia.gov or by phone 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week by calling 1-877-VAC-NVA. That is 1-877-829-4682. DTY service is available to assist people who are deaf, hard of hearing, or speech impaired. They can call Virginia Relay at 711. And again, people age 75 and older will be placed in an express lane to speak to a live agent when they call the 1-877-829-4682. You can confirm you are still pre-registered anytime by checking the list at vaccinate.virginia.gov. And everyone should verify, if you have not received uh, information, everyone should verify and update their pre-registration records now by visiting vaccinate.virginia.gov or calling the 1-877-829-4682 because the form includes additional questions that were not available on previous forms. So if a record is missing important information, vaccination appointments may be delayed. So you may have not been contacted because your information is incorrect or missing information. So please, 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 if you have not been contacted by the state to get your vaccine, please make sure that you call and update your information. And in addition to that, people who have already been vaccinated, we ask that you still update your records because it will help match them to the immunization database to prevent them from receiving to, so you don't get weekly reminders. So we ask that you still update the records if you have received your vaccine. Uh, verifying information, updating records will not change pre-registration dates or reference code. And just for your information, more than 1.2 million pre-registrations have taken place since the launch of this registration process on February 15th. A major point we continue to stress each week is that all black and brown people need to get vaccinated. We can't stress that enough because we know that we have been disproportionately impacted by COVID-19. So black and brown people need to get vaccinated, whether it's Moderna, whether it's Pfizer, whether it's Johnson & Johnson. We still need everyone to continue practicing the three W's, wash your hands, wash your distance, wear your mask, even after you get vaccinated. So everyone, please go forth and get vaccinated, get vaccinated, and go forth. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Vars, for offering us that update on today. Um, I want to take the opportunity to um, Ask Dr. Jones if he's with us, if he has anything to add or share with us on today, that he has the opportunity to do so as well. Uh, Dr. Jones, are you with us this morning? If not, I want to uh, remind each and every one of you of an opportunity to give. You can give. Someone will be at the church up until 2 o'clock on today to receive your tithes and offerings. You can also uh, drop them off in the mail slot if you're unable to get there by 2 p.m. on today. Uh, you can mail them in to 1400 Idlewood Avenue, Richmond, Virginia, 23220. You can also uh, give um, online via our online options at sbcwestend.com. You can click on the Donate tab 
After clicking on the donate tab, we we'll ask that you scroll down uh, to PayPal and uh, Cash App. If you uh, give utilizing Cash App, uh, you want to ensure that you give to the dollar sign second back to the dollar sign second back that's the dollar sign number two in D B A P T. Um, uh, those are opportunities to give. Uh, we ask that you continue to uh, give uh, as God has blessed you, so that we can continue to do the work that God has called us to in this season. Um, I want to ask Dr. Hart, I mean uh, Dr. Harris, uh, to come back on the line to. Uh, offer up any final announcements and to bring on any individuals, uh, who, any additional individuals who will be offering us anything on today. Dr. Harris. Thank you, Antonio. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you very much. Um, I want to remind you that uh, before we close uh, today, we'll, we'll have a, 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 a testimony by um, Russell Archer and we'll have a women's history quote by Christine Miller. We'll call on you at the proper time. It'll be very soon. I want to just uh, remind you of birthdays and anniversaries. March 1st, uh, Yvette and Fletcher Johnson, seven-year anniversary. Wednesday, Wednesday, March 3rd, Beverly Epps. Um, These are birthdays. Um, Sunday, March 7th, uh, Dale Womack, Andrea Long, Wimbush. Friday, March 19th, um, and Cheryl Hughes. Friday, March 19th, Saturday, March 20th, Bernadette Anderson, um, Walter Bright, Tuesday, uh, March 23rd. He'll be 92 years old. This is my father-in-law, Demetrius's father. Verona McLeod, Wednesday, March 24th, Reverend Helen Jefferson, Thursday, March 25th. And Thursday, March 25th, Sister Juliet Hamilton, also in our church, she'll be 103 years old. That's right, you heard it right. 103 years old, Juliet Hamilton. And also James Giles, Brother Butch, Sunday, March 28th. Uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday to those birthdays that have passed. Happy birthday to those birthdays that are today and yesterday. And happy birthdays to those birthday to those whose birthdays are coming up. Scholarship information. All 20, uh, 21 high school seniors can apply and submit their information for a scholarship through the Women's Fellowship Bible Class of Richmond and Vicinity. We talked about the website last Sunday, but that website is wfbc1958.wixsite.com forward slash women 2018. Email your application to wfbc1958 at gmail.com. The deadline is March 30th, 2021. So if you are a senior, graduating senior, uh, this is just another opportunity for you to get a few dollars from the Women's Fellowship Bible Class. If you would like to purchase Girl Scout cookies, please contact Reverend Gloria Lucas at 350-3831. And um, all of the calendars at the church have already been taken, so we don't have any more calendars anymore. I want to also announce that LBJ's restaurant is seeking to hire persons. And if you would like to work at LBJ's, we ask that you contact Sister Barbara Bryan at 997-4986. Um, I also want to just say uh, to our church that we are always in the process of trying to better ourselves and now we're in the process of trying to add a new dimension to our worship. 
this will include um, hopefully a praise and worship selection, also uh, an intro to our worship service as we focus on uh, moving move more toward Facebook uh, by our praise team. Uh, these elements will be recorded at the church uh, with our videographer and editor. And I've been talking to Sister Yvonne Libran about this. Also, we have uh, secured a Zoom account and we'll be using that platform as well during the next few weeks and in, in uh, other capacities as well. So I want to say thanks to um, the following persons who have been working with us for quite some time now on much of this, and that is Lindsay and to Donna, uh, to Reverend Antonio, uh, to Yvonne, and to Reverend David Wade, who is our outside consultant as well, and uh, others who continue to help us in this ministry. I want to express sincere thanks to all of them. And to just apprise you that um, more things are forthcoming as the weeks unfold. We also want to say that we are planning a seven last word service. We'll say more about that also um, on next Sunday. We all know that Good Friday is coming and Easter is around the corner as well, in as much as we are now in the spring season. The second shot of the coronavirus vaccine, uh, that is for those who got the vaccine on February 23rd at Second Baptist Church, those in the West End, we gave out 100 shots, 20 to each of the five churches. The second vaccine is Tuesday, March the 30th, 2021. For Second Baptist members who got the vaccine, we are operating in shifts. Uh, for us, the, the whole thing is from 9 to 1130. But for our people, uh, you asked together and to be there at 9 o'clock, probably a little bit before 9. You also encourage and ask not to get out of your vehicles until someone uh, directs you to do that. I know last time a lot of people just got out their vehicles and started gathering at the door. That is not necessary because we're still trying to practice social distancing and uh, we're still dealing with each church uh, during a 30-minute period. And we also have to limit the number of people who are in the building at any given time. And we want you to be aware of that and conscious of that. And one of the issues is we don't want a bottleneck. And the truth of the matter is, um, you know, Many of our people want to do what they want to do. Very difficult for them to be told. But I'm telling you now, um, if just when you arrive, just wait in your car. Someone will get you. Reverend Brown or Reverend Hewlett will come and get you out of the car, tell you when it's time um, for you uh, to do all of that. So we're asking each person to park in the church's parking lot. Or you can park on Grayland Avenue uh, on the side of the church, which is on the back side of the church. But um, I think for those who have, for, particularly for those who have, uh, who are members of Second Baptist and you are expected to be there at 9 o'clock, uh, I tell you, try to be there at uh, 8.45 or quarter to 9 or 10 minutes to 9 or whatever. So you'll be in place, you probably can get in the parking lot, you'll be in place uh, to come in when you are directed to come in. So again, remain in your car until it's time for you to go outside. A group of 10 people will go inside. Only a group of 10 people at a time will be allowed inside. Uh, when it's your time to go in, you will be directed and informed. We'll follow this format until we have vaccinated everybody on that day, which is March the 30th. I also want to remind you that GenCare Senior Center will be giving a COVID-19 vaccination shot uh, Tuesdays through Thursdays, April 6th, 7th, and 8th. Tuesday, April 6th, April 7th, April 8th. 
from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Jen Kale Senior Center located at 1712 East Broad Street. Uh, we had been talking and in discussion about having those vaccines at Second Baptist, but Jen Care Senior Center decided to do it at their own center, which is 1712 East Broad Street. It is near the seventh. It's near the 17th Street, that McDonald's that you know at the bottom of the hill, uh, 17th and Broad. That's what it is. 17th Street at Broad. 1712 East Broad is at 17th Street and Broad. Okay, and in order to receive. Uh, your vaccine, you must be at least 55 years of age and you will need to contact GenCare for an appointment. The number is contact Mike at 804-291-7056. And uh, I said Mike, but I know his name is not Mike. And his name is escaping me right now. It'll get. It'll come back to me um, when I when I think about it. But the number is correct, and we can move on. Um, we can move on to uh, to others, and we encourage you to call that number if you have not gotten vaccinated. Though these appointments fill up really fast, so you need to call in the morning as soon as possible if you are six fifty five and older. And you need the vaccine. Uh, that's GenCare, 1712 East Broad Street, near 17th and Broad. All right. Um, and I remind you about Sunday school, intercessory prayer, Bible study, Zoom book discussion of black suffering again today at 730, 730 to 830. One of our panelists this evening is Dr. Patricia Gould Champ. Uh, she will be one of the people helping to lead the discussion of black suffering this evening. At 7.30. It's one hour from 7.30 to 8.30. We're encouraging the whole church to purchase the book. If you need the book, there are copies, some copies of the book at the church. Otherwise, you can contact Deacon Mac Anderson or Bernie Anderson. Or you can just go on to um, Amazon, type in the name of the book, Amazon. And Amazon can have the book to you tomorrow if you order it today. All right. Black Suffering. Just type it in, go to Amazon and type it in, and you can see they have a very quick delivery system. You can hear our sermons from October the 18th on and the Black Suffering Discussions in the Apple Store on iTunes by typing in Second Baptist Church West End and select the sermons or the discussions. All right. So now, my beloved brothers and sisters, uh, I'm honored to have Brother Russell Archer to give his a short testimony. He has been through a lot, and I want uh, to encourage you um, to continue to pray for him. He's still on our sick list. Uh, he's had several uh, transplants, I believe three. And so, Russell, if you're on and you know what to do, you're up now. Yes, sir. I can hear you now. We can hear you today. Just speak up. We got you. Good morning. Good afternoon, Southern Baptist. Um, I'd like to thank everyone for all our prayers and get well wishes. Um, very much appreciated. Um, and in, in 1993, 
week, I was um, taking four insulin shots a day, and my high blood pressure was out of control. So I ended up um, on dialysis for my kidneys because all of that, that's my, both of my kidneys. Uh, in 93, I had a double transplant, a kidney and a pancreas. It was only two places in the United States that did um, do a transplant for kidneys and pancreas. That was UVA and the Universal Iowa Hospital. So I went to UVA. They gave me the um, transplant. Everything was fine. And I really appreciate that. Uh, in um, 2007, the pancreas had stopped working. So that meant I had to take insulin shots again. Uh, they gave me, I was lucky because they gave me another pancreas only transplant six months later. And that was fine, which still working fine as of today. In um, 2018, my kidney had failed the other one. And, um, so they gave me another transplant. What a blessing. Uh, so that means I had four different organ transplants, and um, which everything is fine. And um, I, I, I have to thank the individuals that lost their life so that I may live. That's three people who have passed away so that I can live. Um, in between those times, um, I had two major strokes. I had a hernia uh, infection, and I looked down and saw the, um, I guess sitting up at the doctor's wrist because his whole hand was just inside my stomach. And that's how deep that hole was. And um, I'm legally blind. I got one eye. <laughs> that's, um, and all that, you know, I've been so blessed, and, and God, I, I, I need to go back a second. In 93, I given up. I did not want to go to dialysis anymore. And um, I came on and said to my wife I wasn't going back, so I knew what that had meant. Um, but that same morning, the people called and said they had a kidney in the pancreas. that I want to touch it? And I said, yes, yeah, so... I was ready to give up five minutes before the miracle. Mm. And, you know, I was ready to go, but God wasn't ready for me yet. Mm. And um, so and I consider myself a miracle because, you know, and once you give up, you don't know what might happen. You know that so some positive came out of all this. And I keep, um, I know that 23rd song, I don't repeat it so much. I know about heart, but that, that works for me. Mm. Again, um, and if anybody, uh, make sure your blood pressure and you t and keep your diabetes under control because it will destroy your kidneys sooner or later. Mm. And um, I want to thank everybody for that prayer again and keep praying for me. Thank you. God bless. Thank you for the great testimony. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pat. God bless you, sir. Um, okay. 
And now uh, I want to move on to just uh, say a brief word, though, about uh, Deacon Mac Anderson, who was on TV this past week. He was talking about uh, Armstrong High School, and um, I saw him on television. And uh, I want to just continue to encourage him to wear his mask and to do those things that Dr. Hart talk about every week. And we all talk about as well how serious they are. But a great a great uh, um, interview that uh, that Deacon Mac had on television this past week. Many of you may have seen it. I believe it was on Channel 8. Okay, so we congratulate him. At this time, uh, we have Women's History Moments with... Young Christine Miller. Hi, my name is Christine Miller, and this is a quote from Simone Bach. I'd rather regret the risk that didn't work out than the chances I didn't take at all. Thank you, Christine. Christine, we miss you so much. You've had always had a great spirit. You, uh, you have you, you've always had an angelic spirit, one of the most angelic and beautiful children in the church. Thank you, Christine. We're praying that you continue to do well. I want to thank everybody who has participated with us today. Um, special thanks to Christine and to Russell Archer. Special thanks to Demetrius and to Antonio and to Nathaniel. And special thanks to each and every one of you. Remember what um, Antonio talked about, our giving. We need everybody to give. We need more people giving. I'm going to just say this real briefly. All right. Okay. So um, so that's, that's what we want to keep in mind. All right. God bless you all. Thank you, Antonio. Let us pray. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. We give your name, glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All participants are unmuted.